0: I was expecting to come down the stairs and find it pretty empty. I'm
1: afraid to look behind me because I'm afraid to see him. For
2: each child on the train, he gave every child a balloon, and he did some magic tricks for them.
3: Clearly, they're all very spooked. We're talking, and all of a sudden,
4: I feel wet. Like someone had just uh, had a hemorrhoid shot out of their skirt with no undies on something. So I see a waving. She smiled and said, I liked her costumes.
5: I'm Christina Baez, and you're listening to The Subway Portraits. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome aboard. The Subway Portraits is a bi-weekly podcast that serves as a living history of people's experiences riding in New York City's MTA subway. These pre- and post-pandemic stories are told by you, the commuters, the tourists, and the native New Yorkers like myself. With approximately 5.5 million daily riders, people's subway experiences cover both ends of the spectrum and everything in between. On today's episode, the tricks, the treats, the creeps, and more, we're sharing a couple of tales from riders on Halloween and other tales so wild and crazy they might as well have been on a Halloween night. Let's begin. Thrown, then blown.
4: All right, so I get on the L towards uh, towards Brooklyn at 14th Street, somewhere late in the rush hours. And uh, the train's packed. Uh, Even standing room is cramped. Uh, But right by where I am, there's a a middle seat in the gray-blue bucket seats, which I probably wouldn't have taken anyway. And in the place of a person, there's a little bar napkin that's just barely covering up some brown-red stain. Like someone had just uh, had a hemorrhoid shot out of their skirt with no undies on or something. Uh, So a train is full of people. Nobody's even thinking about sitting on whatever this nasty stain is. In fact, nobody's even taking the seats next to it as the train empties out. Uh, So one stop before the call where I'm getting off, I see this young girl get on. And, you know, naturally I look up from my book to check her out. Uh, And she looks straight at the napkin and makes a beeline for it. Uh, I can barely believe my eyes and she picks it up and blows her fucking nose with it. And I want to say yuck or like ew, like out loud, but I think all I can manage is something like a, like a ogg, oh. and I find out how many other people were watching her by the amount of stifled laughter at my reaction. And then she got off at the next stop. I'm telling you they're, they're like 100 yards apart and that's it.
5: Showtime Academy.
0: My story takes place in the L train. I was coming home one weekend pretty far out in Brooklyn. So when I was walking to the station, I was expecting to come down the stairs and find it pretty empty. But instead I came down and there was about 60 to 70 people on the platform waiting for the train. And even more odd, that they were all kids, so like teenagers to kids probably, I would say, Nine, ten, maybe 8 at the youngest. Um, And they're all together. Like, they all knew each other, and they're all standing there waiting for the train. There was almost like an atmosphere, like there were a bunch of campers and camp counselors, except it was, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday uh, in a New York City subway station. But after a few minutes, the train pulled up, and the larger group, uh, began to separate into smaller groups. So a small group was standing in front of each car when the doors opened and the small groups were made of usually one older teenager, let's say like 17 or 18, and then seven or eight younger kids. And the doors open, and I follow one of the groups into a train car to sit down. And shortly after the doors close and the train gets going, the older kid or teen in my group that came into my car, starts kind of running through drills with the younger kids. And he's teaching them how to do different dance moves, how to swing on poles, how to hold themselves up on the handlebars. And I'm realizing only in just a few minutes that he's teaching them popular moves that you see in Showtime dances. And if for some reason you are listening to a podcast about the New York City subway system and don't know what showtime is, it's usually a group of, I would say, three to four dancers who come onto your subway car, usually when the next stop is about two to three minutes away. So it's very popular for it to happen when you're traveling between boroughs, so like crossing a bridge or going through a tunnel between Manhattan and Brooklyn. And, you know, they tell you it's showtime, boombox comes on, and they do a bunch of usually very impressive flips, dances, uh, kicks, you know, close feet close to your face, but very rarely hitting someone. And for tourists, it's usually pretty exciting. And for New Yorkers, it's just kind of a entertaining background and, uh, uh, kind of a recurring event, almost like a a lullaby or a favorite story that you're just used to seeing in the city over and over again, and maybe you don't always pay attention to it when you hear it, but you know it's there, and it's kind of this unique, comforting thing about New York. Anyways, um, so they were all on the train learning from this older teen who must be doing Showtime shows on his own, um, learning all the moves, learning how to do the flips, learning how to have the confidence to just kind of pull this off. And it was a kind of really special and endearing moment because, uh, you know, seeing Showtime, being in the city for 11, 12 years and seeing so many different Showtimes, I never really thought about, you know, how the sausage was made. And this was the first time that I feel like a curtain was pulled back and you saw something that was actually pretty heartwarming and sweet. It wasn't scary to learn how it was made or how it happened. Instead, it's just a group of people who have a certain set of skills that are passing it down to others, so they can also benefit from it,
5: and the whole city can too. Adventure Times
2: I was on the F train in January 2020, and it was a nice man dressed up like a clown, and he was making balloons, and he did some magic tricks. And for each child on the train, he gave every child a balloon and he did some magic tricks for them. He was very nice and everybody clapped at the end of the magic trick. And then five minutes later, a bunch of kids came on the train and they did some of those dancing moves where they they did um, backward flips, forward flips. People were scared because they came so close. And the music was really loud. Some of the music wasn't enjoyable. A couple of times I thought that the young man would hit me. And then they left. And then after they left, then there was a panhandler that came from person to person begging for money. And he came so close to me, he almost almost touched me. I don't mind homeless people. But this one really smelled. He smelled like garbage. But I like to make make everybody a human being. I didn't have money, but I gave him a lollipop. And he was smiling from ear to ear. He had a big grin. And the lollipop I didn't buy, I actually got it from a a party I went to. Because it was around the holidays. So just that smile made me happy just giving him the lollipop and then right before I got off the train the, car, the the train stalled for about five minutes and I was just thinking about all the adventures on the train from the magic trick to the homeless man and I was very really happy that I saw this and one day it's always an adventure on a train Always someone in need of help. Always someone entertaining. It's always an adventure on a train. And I, I wouldn't live anywhere else but New York City.
6: I hear it's good luck. So, it's Halloween 2018, and my best friend and I are waiting for the queue at New Kirk Ave. And, you know, the queue's, like, outside in this part of Brooklyn. And, you know, it was Halloween, so I was dressed as Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim. She was dressed as Envy from Scott Pilgrim. We were feeling ourselves. And, you know, Ramona Flowers has colored hair, so I spray-painted my hair green so that I could be Ramona Flowers. Well, we're waiting for the train. And we're waiting at the front of the platform because that's the best place to transfer from. So you can get to the L. So we can go to House of Yes. And we're talking and all of a sudden I feel wet. Like on my head I feel I pick. Like, uh, I'm terrified to touch my head, but I do. And thank you, New York. A bird had pooped on me, and I'm like my hair, my green hair, and my best friend and our other friend just starts laughing they're laughing and they just are like ha 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 that's the start of Scorpio season warrior
5: tricks, treats, and creeps to come, but before we get to those, I wanted to give a huge thank you to those who've submitted their stories. Your experiences will live in this digital time capsule, officially part of this living history. Thank you. Do you have your own Subway story that you haven't shared with us? Then head to our site at www.thesubwayportraits.com to record your personal experience and potentially Hear your story on a future episode. You can record from your cell phone, laptop, or desktop. And to make it easier for you, I've added the direct link to record your story in this episode's description. Share your story, no matter what it is, after the show. No place like home.
1: I was riding the M train And I was just passing Myrtle Broadway and my friend left me at that stop and I stayed on alone. And this man who was sitting across from me, who I didn't realize was there, moved right next to me on this empty train. And he sat right next to me, so close to me. And he said, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm just going home. And immediately I was like, why did I say I'm going home? Now he can follow me, but he was like, can I come with you? And I was like, no, not tonight. And he's like, I'm homeless. I need a place to stay. And I was like, I'm sorry, I just can't tonight. And he just gets closer and closer to me and is like, who are you calling? Because I started fussing with my phone. And I was calling my friend who actually lived on the next stop on the Central Lab stop. And I was hoping she was awake so I could just go there. And I'm like, I'm just calling my friend. And he's like, what's up with her? And I was like, oh, she just got into a fight with her boyfriend. I'm just checking on her, making sure she's okay. And he's like, oh, can I help? Like, I can help with her boyfriend. I can do something. And I was like, no, no, that's not necessary. It's okay. Like, I'm just going to go... And so I'm just waiting by the doors. I get up from the seat. I'm waiting by the doors now by myself. And then he comes up behind me, taps me on the shoulder and says, please, can I come home with you? I'll come help you. I'll do whatever you want. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I really just can't. And now I'm, like, shaking because I'm so afraid that he now he's going to definitely follow me or do something in the street or something because it was late. I had gotten off of work late. And I get off, and I immediately get on the phone with um, my friend. And I'm afraid to look behind me because I'm afraid to see him. And I just keep walking, walking, and I'm, like, almost running at this point, like, a few blocks away, thinking he might be there. I really don't know. And then I finally, I'm knocking on my friend's apartment and I'm about to hysterically cry. Honestly, it was so fucking scary. And I got inside safely and thank God he actually didn't follow me. He must have just been a nice, a nice man. But yeah, some scary fucking shit. The indecent proposal.
7: All right, this story happened recently. Um... I'm on the one train going back uptown to the Bronx. Uh, I get on the train, I'm the, only, I'm the only person on this train, only one on the car. So this lady comes in. Now right from the get, you can tell she's just, wow, it's like 7.30, got a little baby fro, she just looked dirty as shit. So out of all the seats, she sits right across from where I'm sitting. So I'm, you know, I'm listening to music, looking at my phone. So I see a hand waving. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, man, here we go with the crazies. So I take off my earphone. I'm like, what happened? And she goes, uh, you from Brooklyn? So I just egged up. I am naturally from Brooklyn, Coney Island, but I just egged up and put my earphone back on. Then she waved her hand again. I'm like, what's up? She goes, do you want to fuck? So, I, you know, I laugh a little. I'm like, nah, I'm good. So she waved her hand again. I'm like, damn. So I'm like, what happened now? She goes, can I suck your dick? <laughs> so I'm like, nah, nah, I'm good. So then after that one, she just laid right across. I mean, all the seats, because, you know, the train was empty. It was just me and her. And she laid across the street, she puts her elbow on her head and just like looking at me, but just smiling, like looking wild, crazy, smiling at me. And then she does it again, starts waving at me. I'm like, oh man, so I'm like, yo, what happened now? She's like, you going to Brooklyn, right? (laughs) That's why I just put my shit on back, my shit back on so I listen to music. I I just pay her no mind.
5: Multiple personalities.
6: Uh, I was riding on the M train, uh, getting on at Marcy Avenue, and my partner and I were going to go to a Halloween party. We were both dressed up as two different versions of David Bowie, Aladdin Sane and the Thin White Duke. And about 10 seconds after we got on, this couple right next to us looked over and said, David Bowie? And we said, yeah. And she smiled and said, I like your costumes. And we realized that she was wearing a David Bowie shirt. And we all just had a nice little laugh. And that's one of the things I love about the subway. You never know when you're going to run into someone who likes the same things you do.
5: The normal woman.
3: So I was on the E train headed to work one morning and I'm on the train, it's really crowded. Uh, There's not any seats around at all. And a woman comes in, she seems like a normal woman dressed normally, walks up to the middle of the train car where everyone can see and at the top of her lungs yells. Everyone stops what they're doing and looks and is like, what is going on here? Clearly they're all very spooked and like um, afraid of this woman and immediately, the, the closest woman next to her gets up um, out of her seat, and half the row was completely empty. And she just sits down like nothing ever happened and continues about her, her trip. <laughs> I just thought it was a little funny that um, she could have asked for a seat. Um, it's one hell of a way to get a seat, if you ask me. <laughs>
5: Tune in every other Sunday to hear real stories told by real people. And if you have your own Subway story and want to be a part of the show, then record it on our site at www.thesubwayportraits.com. And if you can't remember that, there's a direct link in our episode description. Have comments? I want to hear them. Leave reviews, send DMs, tell me what you think of the show. Our social media handles are also in this episode's description. We read everything you send us, so share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow and hit subscribe. Ride with us. Until next time.